As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Scoots McGee. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. Um, this is this is a full-on like black hole of a week. Yeah, this is... Yeah. I don't know what day it is. I don't care. I'm still working, but I'm not working because I'm the only one that's actually not on PTO. I guess I just didn't get the memo. Oh, nice. But that works because nobody's doing anything anyway, so I don't need that's to the, waste my PTO. Right? Like That's the right time to not take yeah. off is when everyone else takes off. I, uh, I just perpetually never check my calendar to see when people are off, so I start sending emails and getting them bounced back, and I'm like, oh. Okay, it's just me. Great. Oh, you're you're oof. Uh, yeah, oof. Out of office. Yeah. How do you know that? Is that it? Yeah. Oof. Oof. You like that? Yeah. Which yeah. is fun because it's the opposite of an oof. You're out of the office. You're excited. You're not oofing. No. You're, oh, that's an interesting point. I agree though. It is like a black hole. You know what I'm having a hard time with is time. Time in general, right? Time is a mystery right now because I'll swear to God, it's like 8 p.m. It's four. It's four. It's it's also been raining all week. Like, what the fuck is this? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I wore my Eagles shirt and my Eagles hat intentionally because I'm trying to get the vibes back. Yeah, my hat's on. I see your hat. I raise you a shirt because I, <laughs> I'm still under the guise that we are 11 and four, and I'm no longer playing the pity party. I'm back on top until they knock us out of the playoffs. We're still in this shit, so I'm changing the narrative, pal. I'm just not talking about them. I'll, I'll, that's pretty fine. much at all. I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, it used to be uh, exciting watching clips, reading articles, things like that. Now I just don't even want to be bothered with any of it because it's just so negative. And I'm already negative, so I don't need any more negativity. Well, that's good. That's good self uh, well, I do actually have. So this week, for those of you who celebrate, is the fun college football bowl week. Oh, yeah. Where the random things pop up, like the... Uh, the mayonnaise bowl, where the guy the who mayonnaise bowl, dude. There's yeah, it's it's either Hellman's or Kraft. I forget who does it, but it's a mayonnaise bowl, and at the end, the winning coach gets basically slimed like oh, on no, Nickelodeon no, with mayo. That. That's disgusting. It's so funny. But tonight was the best one that I've ever seen. It was the Pop Tarts bowl. Oh, I like that. So at the end, you might not like it after this. At the end of the game, they have a huge stage, and it's a toaster, and a mascot jumps out in a Pop Tart thing. I still like seems it. Seems so normal. Yeah, seems really great. And then he, you know, he waves to the crowd, celebrates a little bit. Kansas State had won. He gets back in the toaster and pops out the other side on the bottom, toasted, and he's an edible mascot. So the team walks over and starts peeling oh, off things no, and eating see, it. I like hate that. It was so weird. I don't like that at all. I don't all. know where the guy went. So, like, there's clearly a guy in the costume. He was not in there anymore, but it still looked like there was legs in there, so there must have been a different thing that was going on there. But the players coming over and eating it looked like zombies going after someone. It was so bizarre, but it is by far the smartest marketing campaign I've ever seen in my life because everybody's talking about it. That's really gross, though. That that yeah. reminds me of, like, the sushi dinner where you eat the food off of a person. Yeah, what's but up with that? I don't know. Have you ever done... Would you do that? No, I don't like sushi, but... <laughs> yeah, I would. Issues. <laughs> My issue is the sushi. Wait, wait, wait. You put wait, chicken wait. fingers. I don't like sushi. Yeah, I would. I think I actually saw that one time where 
there was like a full appetizer platter. So it was like chicken fingers and fries and stuff. But then there's ketchup on there too, and you're kind of dipping in. Ketchup on the person? On the person, yeah. Where does the ketchup go? The belly button? Got to be the belly button, right? You got to put ketchup in the belly Gotta button. Be, or like in, like in the chest area, like where that little like cavity is. Thank you for clarifying where on the chest Chest cavity, yeah. (laughs) On the nipples. I got nipples. Can you catch up me, Greg? (laughs) Hell, that's a stretch, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. That's a stretch, but I'll take it. But it is the end of the week, which means it is rose and thorn time. But before we get to our rose and thorn, I've got the rosiest rose of all. And that is that we have our live show January 25th at the Green Room 42 in New York City, Times Square, Tickets are selling fast, which is amazing. It means you guys are out to support. Like I said, it's our first ever solo headlining show, so we need your support. So go to our Instagram. The link is in the bio. Buy your tickets now. There's going to be fun guests. It's going to be the same format that you guys are used to. It's like a live taping of the podcast. We're going to be able to show you guys how we do things and interact with you. You can be part of the show even. Yeah, I'm fully in on that. I love that. That's just going to be a great time. We're going to be able to interact with everyone. You can just ask us questions directly. You might even be able to hear yourself because, wait, are we going to record it? I think we're recording it. Okay. All right. I, think I didn't even think about it, that. And <laughs> I, am, I am, we are currently talking about live streaming. That is not right. a thing yet, but hopefully we can figure it out by the time the show is running. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah hopefully by <laughs> the time. Ideally before the show starts. Before the show starts, we hope to have figured out the live streaming, but as of right now, it's not an option. So if you want to see the bros, you got to show up. Green Room 42, New York City, Times Square, January 25th. It's a Thursday night. Come hang out with us. That's a clean plug. Clean. We like to see. Clean, shiny plugs. But that takes us to the rose and thorn. So let's get rosy and thorny, baby. Why don't you start us off there, champ? So my thorn, to start off with, is not really a thorn. It's actually a really nice comment. Okay. But I'm upset, and I take objection to it. Uh, Okay. So that's (laughs) how thorns work, I think. Uh, This one was, it was off of YouTube from Sabrina Craig, 8124. She said that she had a dream about us after watching our video last week, and that's so nice. In the video, we were in Western Australia. Oh, interesting. And you, Steele, wanted to go take pictures with the quokas. That's a quokka, but yeah. Quokka? I thought it was quokka. No, whatever. Quokka. Quokka. So Steele wanted to go take pictures with the quokkas, and he couldn't take, or he wanted to take a selfie without getting bitten. My qualm with that is I am probably the guy who would want to take the pictures with the quokkas. Do you not remember me telling the story of me on Rottnest Island picking up a quokka drunk and getting bit? No, I don't remember. <laughs> I do remember most of your stories. I don't remember that I one. Clearly, okay, so there's some context. I really to this must one. have right. told this story. I felt on the left podcast. out. So that's my thorn. My thorn is that I felt left out because I feel like out of the two of us, I'm probably the guy that wants to take pictures with the quokkas. I did, and I got bit. I picked it up like an mm. idiot. I told you this story, and then the dude, because you're not supposed to pick him up like a baby, but I did learn how to pick him up. I have a picture of it. I can yeah. even show you. You pick him up by the tail, and then they can't bite you. But they're really cute, and I got drunk, and I picked one up like a baby, and it bit me on the finger. And then the next day, I went to somebody that works on the island, and he was the most, like, Aussie dude you've ever seen. He's yeah. got the blonde locks. He's got, like, the viper shades, like the big ones. And he's wearing, like, a yellow tank top. He's shredded. And I walk up to this man, and I'm like, hey, dude, got a little tipsy last night, and I picked up a quokka, and it bit me, and I showed him my finger because it did break the skin. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, should I go get, like, a shot or stitches or Had something? shot? verbatim this man says to me oh i quit being such a pussy mate you'll be fine and are you (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> it might have some Find residual out. effects. Took a couple of years off. But nothing will emasculate you more than Captain Australia telling you you're a bitch. And that's what he did. Yeah. All right. That, I mean, that's a good way to go, though. I but feel now like... I'm questioning whether I told this story in the podcast or not. Maybe this person just knows more about me, and that freaks me out. That's a good point. That's my thorn. Yeah, because I didn't remember that story at all. And that is verbatim what you had said. Ew. Creepy. Creepy. Can, whoever this is, if you listen to the Sabrina. podcast, can you, Sabrina, can you reach out and let me know if you've heard this story before or if that dream was just a dream and that... If yeah, she, right. Like, it was prefaced as being a dream. I completely forgot about all of that. But what if she hasn't heard the story and just had a dream about something that actually happened in my life? You might have a Stop special it. power. Sabrina, you need to reach out or yeah. else I'm not going to be able to sleep now. Sabrina might have special powers. Is Sabrina Eagle Woman? She could be, but is she having dreams about things that already happened? Kind of takes it away. Like if you have a future dream. Oh, that's a good point. That's yeah, what? Cool. It's not the best superpower to have. Years later, you just <laughs> have a weird memory about somebody that you don't know getting bit by a guaca. Yeah, I don't think that's conducive to a superpower, but it's Close. a cool party trick. Look, I mean, there's it's baby steps, right? If we're going to go through evolution and we're going to start getting special powers, we're just in the early stages. Sabrina's just out there. It's working not a great the superpower. Working the kinks yeah. out. But maybe like down the line, generationally, somebody will so have Sabrina's a Sabrina's great-grandchildren will have... Soothsayer. Psychic powers. powers. Yeah. Future psychic powers. Sabrina, please let us know. (laughs) Yeah. Sabrina, please reach out. We need to talk to you. Uh, My rose uh, was from a review from Jake Wisdom. Great show. Great dudes. Love that. Not only is the content great, but these two dudes are out here breaking down toxic masculinity in countless ways. They are emotionally mature thoughtful and aren't afraid to say that they would smash Idris Elba. <laughs> we would. <laughs> As a guy raised in rural Midwest, it is refreshing to listen to. I love that one because I love the fact that we talked about smashing Idris Elba, of course. I mean, you can't you look can't at not. Idris Elba and not... Anybody that denies that they would smash with Idris Elba... Yeah, you need to look inward. A liar. Yeah, you need to look inward because you are not comfortable with yourself because you're lying to yourself. That's a good point. Not only is he striking, but that accent, get out of here. Get out of here. Forget about it. Bricked up. Bricked up. My my rose and thorn goes as follows. Here's my thorn. And you could argue this is a rosy thorn. Because I went back and forth with this person for a very long time. Not, I'd never got aggressive. I don't see this. What did you do? I never got aggressive. Okay. All right. Okay. I was very sarcastic, but not aggressive. So this comes from YouTube, and it's from at Richie B. And the first comment was, the opening banter is getting silly. Please stop and get into the show quicker. And I said, ha ha, while we appreciate your candor, no. They go on to reply, you're going to like this one. I don't even want to read this because you haven't read it, but uh, here Please you go. Don't. Here's, Please your, here's a gift to you. From Richie B, at Brow Bros Podcast, I know you guys are celebrities and your lives are so interesting now. <laughs> <laughs> but when I refer people to this podcast and they hear you guys going on about your weekends, they turn it off because they don't know you and they don't give a shit. That makes no sense. But uh, go on, Richie. Yeah. So, uh. FYI, church announcements always come at the end of service. Because <laughs> that's what we're comparable to is church. Church. Yeah. Welcome to the Church of the Bravo. I don't know if you've heard us talk about the Mormon church, but clearly we don't know a whole lot. And we're not big churchers. Yeah. But uh, the next part of this, and then I'll wrap it up. I just said, this has been our format forever and will continue to be. If we're not everyone's cup of tea. That's okay. But thank you for the support and for your opinions. Richie B did finish it up with, I love you guys. All I'm saying is 20 minutes of small talk before the video is too long. We've never done 20 minutes of small talk, but at least you love us. Yeah. 
I mean, we have definitely done 20 minutes of small talk. But like we're not we're not going down what? anytime that we do that long of small talk, it's not us talking about our weekends. It's, it's never us going down a very random path. Like who's this? Talking about like who's this? Yeah. Like that's just good entertainment. You yeah. don't want to enjoy that. You don't want to have a laugh with the boys. What are you doing? Speed through it. Yeah, who's this Christ, dude? Relax. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but my rose is from YouTube as well. And it's from Amy Went and it says, You guys are my absolute favorite guys to watch. I can't tell you how much you brighten my year, and I'm loving this journey all around. I love your banter, and I'm looking forward to another great year watching your show. Cheers. I love this one because it sets us up for the next year. She's clearly been along for this crazy ride we've been on. And you know what? As we're wrapping, this is our last episode of 2023. Oh. I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know. don't know why that matters. Don't tell me what day it is. I don't care. Uh, but with that being said, what a fucking year, dude. We got a lot of crazy things coming up. Just be on the lookout for the bros. <laughs> That's the craziest part is you have no idea what January is about to look like. It's my favorite stealism of all time, though. We got just keep a lookout on our socials. Because well, I can't say I know, anything. I know. And it drives but, me crazy. But it probably drives other people crazy, too, because you're not telling them anything. You're just like, just be on the lookout. Well, there's one thing that I can't talk about that we don't even know about yet that would be really cool. Yeah, because we can't hear back until after the holidays, which, again, says to me that this week is meaningless who cares this week is a wash but hey make sure you pay attention to our socials coming up because we got a lot of cool shit on the horizon you thought last year was big wait till 2020 really crazy week for the bros yeah it's been a wild two weeks for the bros and let me tell you pay attention to them socials and while you're at it buy a ticket (laughs) yeah and also yeah buy a ticket why not but because this week's a little bit different as far as what's airing right now we are going to change things up so this first episode we're actually going to cover ultimate girl strip everyone's been pining for it we finally sat down and watched it we got through all five so we were up to speed we're going to recap that and then our second episode for this friday we will be doing miami so you still get your two apps. We're just changing up the uh, the docket, if you will. Welcome to Miami. Oh, Benito. Oh, Miami. Bienvenito. But it always sounds like oh, Benito. <laughs> oh, Benito? Oh, Benito. It's Bienvenito. I, I know that. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. But uh, every time I heard it when I was growing up, it was oh, Benito, oh, Miami. Okay. Which is not correct. It's not correct. Bienvenito a Miami. Yeah, there you go. Welcome to Miami. Yep. Good job. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. <clears throat> oh, Benito. Will Smith is from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the shows now? Yeah. This is why I do the are intro. Are we at 20 minutes yet, this Richie? Thing- Richie, are we at 20 minutes yet, We're bud? 1557, Richie. Are your friends still listening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now that we've gotten everything squared away, we know what we're talking about today. Let's start out with a little Ultimate Girl Strip because we ran through all five episodes. We're only going to recap the most recent one this time. But uh, we I know for a fact we have conflicting opinions on this because first and foremost... You're not the biggest Ultimate Girls Trip fan no. across the board. And second, uh, we've talked about it a little bit, so I know where you stand. But why don't you fill our listeners in 
as to your stance on the so, uh, legacy. I, I mean, I know it's going to pop up anyway, and I know that our friend Los is probably going to reach out. I'm surprised he didn't reach out to me directly to see how I feel about it. But, um, yeah, I, it sucks because this is what I wanted from Ultimate Girls Trip. I said send people that know each other so that we don't have those first two, three episodes because they always make them way too long of getting to know each other and then like here's what I heard about you through the press and all that bullshit. So that's usually why I don't like Ultimate Girls Trip because I feel like it's a nothing show and it's just kind of a toss away. This is, all right, let's get the band back together and see how it goes. This show is so boring. Oh, really? It's so goddamn boring. They're just talking about like, look, aside from Luann and Sonia, who we love, and uh, like Crappy Lake was a roaring success as far as I'm concerned. I mm-hmm. thought that, that was one of the best shows that they put out this year. It's it's creative. It's fun. Those two have, I don't even want to say that they've kind of like tamed a little bit because they're still themselves. They just have great chemistry. They just have great chemistry and they're fun the whole time and that's what we want to watch. We don't want the dumb bullshit. This show now is just, hey, let's talk about what happened 10 years ago and bring it up. And then Bravo plugs, you know, Scary Island 50 fucking times over the first five episodes. You're like, okay, it's enough. It's just not, it's a bunch of women aside from Sonia and Luann who are still having a great time. That are just trying to like get back on the camera and talk about how you know their lives were a success, and you've got Dorinda just like debating whether or not she was paused, and she's still stuck in that phase where she says that she wasn't actually fired; she was just paused because Andy told her that, and other people are questioning it. I just don't get it, and maybe it's because I didn't love the old Roni. I felt like that was kind of like timed out, and like, yeah, ten years ago it was great, but now it's just not. And we looked at this as a all right, ride off into the sunset, have some fun. We get one last hurrah with our girls before, you know, we don't really have to see them again. And instead, we're just getting drummed up news about them wanting to get back on Roni and them wanting to merge the cast with the new cast. Like, no, go away. We're done with you. So I'm enjoying it. But I think the issue you're having is for most people that are watching this show, they loved Roni. So this right. is a walk down memory lane for them. And it is a chance to rehash some old stories, some old drama. So they're enjoying it. That's why everyone asked us a million questions about the scary Island episode. Have you guys watched scary Island? We've gotten that question a thousand times since ultimate girls trip started. So I think that through your lens, I could understand why you're a little bored and a little bit tired of it. Sure. Through the lens of let's say dev who's, really enjoying it. Yeah. I understand the pull. I I do understand it. It's just, that's how I feel about it. I feel like it's kind of useless. Well, I just, what I don't want it to be is an audition tape for Roni. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be, if it's a walk down memory lane and we talk about all the shit that they went through over the years, that's exactly what a sail off into the sunset is shooter. That's their chance to talk about things. If they did it in the, the right audience. way, do you think they're doing that in the right way, though? No, no but that's still a arguing problem. about dumb shit that happened 10 years ago. Which is quintessential housewives. They can't get over shit. Like you're... You've had 10 years to prepare your argument for this, and you go into it with nothing. Like, Dorinda watching Scary Island on her phone in the bathroom, while kind of funny, is kind of stupid. I think that's a great move. Yeah. I see. I, I think you're looking at it through... You know how I watch Southern Charm wrong? Yeah, I think you're watching this wrong. Well, it's maybe it's just the fact that I had to watch five straight episodes of it. That could be it. So, because I hadn't watched, there's just too much content out there for us to watch. So I didn't get a chance to really just sit down and watch it episode by episode. Maybe I would have enjoyed it a little bit more if I got 40 minutes at a time. But I had five straight hours of this show. So yeah, I think I'm just done right now. I, I, I think really, I'm dead. I really, <laughs> I really hope that our listeners love this show and they just tear you a, a new fine. asshole. That'd no, be cool. I, I think that I'm going to open some eyes out there. 
Oh wow, you're you're gonna you're a trendsetter. Like, there's no way that people are enjoying the argument between Kelly and Kristen. Like that's just not uh, Kelly sucks. Are you team Kelly or team Kristen? Team Kristen. Kelly sucks. Kelly is still Kelly though. Like it's I've fine. seen some old episodes of good. Kelly. But at least she's consistent, I guess. And like that's the thing, people watching this show, Kelly's nuts, but it's entertaining. I think it's entertaining. Yeah. When she was whipping the towel around saying Superwoman, wow, Kristen's getting her toenail cut off. Luann's trying to understand what the fuck Kelly's doing. The girls, this is my thing, and I don't understand it, and we're going to talk about it when we start recapping this episode. Yeah. I feel like anytime there's a male present, oh, yeah. they all think he's the hottest guy in the world. Like, I'm not saying that that medic wasn't a handsome man, you know, and he's got like the, the burly aspect to him, sure, but like every time that they're helped by a man, like third party member, He's apparently smoking hot, and they all want to hook up with him. I guess. I will say that this, I feel like this is better than Ultimate Girls Trip and Bluestone Matter. Way better. Way better. Blue but Stone's that's because you don't have Dorinda, and she came in hot. She came in ready to do the same thing where yep. she was, like, leading the charge. She has pulled back in the past, like, two or three do episodes. you think that's actually Dorinda pulling back, or do you think that editing and production realized that she was kind of annoying and just pulled back on her? Probably that. Okay. Probably that, which leads me to my next question. Do you think that they edited around Ramona? Yes. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Right? Because there's a lot of people out there that are saying that she seems tame and controlled. I don't think that that's what happened. I think... There's no way. There's no, there's no world in which Ramona is tame and controlled all the time. I do agree that when she's on the screen, she seems pretty normal, but... There's got to be more to it, and she's just not on enough for me to be convinced that she was just kind of wandering around and going through the motions the whole time. But we just we know what to look for when it comes to Ramona. We yeah. know the certain pitfalls that she's had in the past, and if we're going off of bias as far as looking at all the other women doing the same shit they used to do, mm-hmm. they really haven't evolved past like the same shenanigans. Right. If that's true for everybody else, that would also ring true for Ramona. So I'm going with the law of averages here. Where I think that if everyone else is doing their same thing, she's probably doing the same thing as well. But to not add fuel to the fire, I bet that Bravo for two reasons. One, maybe to protect Ramona. But two, and much bigger of it, is to protect themselves. Because they need to show her. You can't not have Ramona on screen for this. Sure. I mean, she was there the whole time. Right. And like the only other option is canceling it. And I guarantee they paid these women a shit ton of money to do this show. And there's no way they can scrap it. So they definitely cut her out of a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'd be surprised if she's the center of any major argument. I can't. I mean, maybe she was and that's what they scrubbed. Because we do know that they pushed this back by like a full month to redo a lot of things after the Ramona news came out. So, I mean, it makes sense, logically, that they would have scrubbed a lot of the things that she was involved in. But, I mean, that goes to say, what do you think that she was doing down there? Like, what kind of arguments do you think she was getting in? Like, what do you think that she was the focal point of that they would want to scrub that? Like, I don't really see the use in that if, like, unless she did what she did in the press... No, and then just like double down while she was on the trip, which would be fucking nuts. That would be great. That would that shouldn't be in TV to begin with. It shouldn't, but it should not. But I don't know. I I don't really see the use in having her the whole time. Like you paid her already. Might as well just keep the information and the clips all in there. I don't really see the use in scrubbing it. I, I hear you there, but at the same time, it's like. I don't know. I feel like if you get too much Ramona on there being an asshole and being ridiculous, then you're going to run the risk of people being like. Why is Bravo giving her the spotlight? Correct. Yeah. 
like it's not the right time. She just did something dumb. You invited her to the premiere, which is weird. You shouldn't have done that. Now she's on TV a bunch. So I'd imagine right. that they are smarter than that, which is maybe giving them too much credit. But uh, let's jump into the episode a little bit. And we start out, we got Dorinda. She's working out and Kelly's working out. You get Luann and Ramona and Sonia and they're getting ready. And poor Martin, poor, poor any assistant that has to work on any Thank ultimate you. girls trip. He's just trying to go through the itinerary. That's all he's trying to do. Just this is where you need to be and when. And yep. Ramona cannot pay attention. And this is when I like there are a lot of things in the show I'm enjoying in seeing some of these women back on screen. That kind of shit I hate. And I'm like reminded like this is the stuff that got annoying to me. Just like pay attention. This isn't fun. Yeah, I mean, at least they're not doing what they did to the butler in Bluestone, where they're, like, groping him and yeah. trying to get him to take his shirt off and things like that. Which ended up in a lawsuit. Yeah, they are just, you know, for the most part, or lack of a better term, eye-fucking every single guy that comes into the room. <laughs> uh, whether it's a guy that works in the house, or, like, the first episode where, what's his name, John pierre or something, who was the same cook that they had ten years ago when they went back to this... What's it called? The Dunes, I think, yep. is the name of the place. I believe in St. Bart's. And it, yeah, and it's it's the same chef that they had. So like, he was excited to see them. They were excited to see him. It, it has a better feel, but I do agree with you. Like That's the type of thing that bothers me. I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah here we go again. Here we go again. But we did get a little surf lesson, which we love to see athleticism on this show. Oh, yeah. It went about how I thought it would, and the people that were good at it were the people I assumed would be yeah, good at it, yeah. and the people that were not. Although, I will give props to Dorinda. I didn't expect her to be able to get up on the board. I didn't expect her to even try to go out there. She didn't hesitate. Yeah. She was first party in, and she got up, but she looked she looked good out there. Good job, Dorinda. Kelly Ben Simone could do it. Luann could do it. No surprise. Everybody else, and I knew that Kristen would suck because Kristen was talking about it the most. Yep. Anytime they're like, oh, I've done this before, I'm like, oh, you're going to eat shit. Yeah. And everybody watched. Yeah. That was that's a spectacle that we always look forward to with athletics. But without fail, something wild happens, and now we get a little uh, little surgery on the beach, a little toe surgery, which I uh, I don't know. A lot of things don't gross me out, but like seeing a toenail peeled back like that, like it just it it's a form of torture. That's what they did in Guantanamo Bay, peeling those nails off. Sure, if you want to take it to that level, I was just why not? About... Let's talk about Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What do you have to say about that, Dick Cheney? Uh bad. Yeah, bad. It was bad. It was bad. Really bad. Really bad situation. Why are we talking about Guantanamo? I don't know. Henry Kissinger's still on my mind. So Jesus Christ, what an episode so far. <laughs> but the next thing we need to discuss is the love letters for Kelly. Yeah, because my God, first and foremost, that's too many love letters. It's a sweet sentiment, I guess. How long are they gone for? A week. Uh, I think. Two, maybe? No, I think it's a full week. I think it's seven days. Why do you have to tell her that, like, every day, like, I love you, I miss your breath, I miss your touch, I miss your feel, I miss your your essence. It's just fucking weird, Sign man. Sign Scott. Your little, your little yours, Scott trick. Yours truly. Yours truly, Scott trick. And then he sprays a little cologne on there. I guarantee there's cologne a on those. Thousand there's percent. definitely cologne on That's those. It's like the male version of putting, like, a, putting lipstick on and kissing it. That's it, yeah. yeah. But, you know, the weirder part to me is reading it. Those are personal. You're, I know what she's doing. She's just trying to flex for everybody else there and for the audience at home. Like, look she's, how much love I'm in. What she's trying to do is, because they do get into that whole altercation with Kristen, whose husband was on Ashley Madison. Earlier in the first couple episodes, they start talking about, like, 
was he cheating on you? Like, how did you get back into it? And, and like, she's trying to just defend her marriage. She's like, you know, we work through it. Kelly had a big problem with that. So I think this is part of that. I think this is Kelly saying, oh, yeah, look at this. Like, I'm getting love letters and this is all a lot of fun. And, and it's just for Kristen's show, just to show Kristen, like, hey, you know, you've you've got a husband that cheated on you and went on Ashley Madison. I've got a guy that's sending me love letters with cologne Every day. It. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Like. He's cheating, probably. He that, probably. That's the thing. He's, he's probably cheating on you while you're away. He used a burner account on Ashley Mass, and yeah. that's why I didn't get caught. But they did have a really fun scavenger hunt. That was a good time. I enjoyed watching that. I love that. More hair. scavenger hunts. I like that. I am a big scavenger hunt yeah. fan. This is the second one we've seen in the past few weeks. That yeah. It goes well. First they one wasn't really a scavenger hunt on Miami. No, it was an activity list. It was a uh, team building event. That was a team building exercise, which you are normally not keen on. So it worked. Hey, look at you. I'm only keen on it because it worked. You're You're... You're, you're, I'm stuck on your, you're coming around to team building exercises. I am. I team built exercised you without you even knowing it. How about that? No, I, I don't feel closer to you. Yeah. Well, you may be, you know, the one question I have though, about the scavenger hunt, if Dorinda set it up, why didn't she win? She set it up, right? She said she set it up, but didn't want to be in charge of it. Like she was at Bluestone. I'm confused. Or did the poor... Butler, Martin have to set this whole thing up. I mean, Martin probably set it up. Production definitely helped because it's very personal questions, but I feel like Dorinda probably wrote those. So I don't like... know, though, because as weird as it is, and after seeing Dorinda in Bluestone, I don't get a vibe from her that she would set it up so that she would win. I almost get like a, she wanted to set it up so she got the credit for it. Uh, okay. She's okay with not winning. Yeah, because that's enough that. for her, All which right. is nice. And I think it's a good sentiment. If that's it's fun happened. for everybody else. If that's what happened, yeah, <laughs> I don't what think that's happened. what happened. But we get to dinner, and uh, I always wonder who wears fedoras, like, seriously. <laughs> and I guess the waiters in St. Bart's, because that dude rolled up, and I was like, this would be a fedora time. Like, he definitely put that. I wonder if that's part of the uniform. That's my next question. No. no you don't way. think so? No. I don't think so. No. That's a, So that's a choice. I think that's, yeah, that's a stylistic choice. Kind of like butterflies. What? Kind of like butterflies. What do you mean, like butterflies? I mean, like Ramona's butterflies. Oh my god! Want to talk about Ramona's butterflies? How did you feel about that? I didn't like it. You know, you knew, but you watched it, and you probably thought, like, all right, Shooter's not going to like this. I knew you weren't going to like it. I actually didn't. I thought it was a clumsy way to get there, like her storytelling, and then someone else finished the story for her, almost, which was funny. It's a sweet sentiment, I guess. I couldn't. I didn't understand it. That's the thing. Like, I didn't follow. Well, it's not to follow. I didn't follow anything that she was saying. I so kind of zoned. When Ramona was talking, actually, a lot of times when Ramona talks, I kind of zone out. Which is fair. I didn't for this because I was curious about the fact why she has 15 butterflies on. I'll, I'll break it down for you. So yeah, tell me, tell she's me what you saying that when a butterfly is in the cocoon, obviously, and working itself out, somebody was watching the butterflies hatch. And they went over there because they were tired of watching the butterfly struggle to get out of the cocoon, so they cut it open for the butterfly. In doing so, actually detrimental to the butterfly because as the butterfly is trying to fight and scratch and claw its way out of the cocoon, it's strengthening its legs and its body, which makes it ready to crawl out of the cocoon. Okay. So once it's out, it's strong enough to live and survive in the environment. Makes sense. By cutting it out, you are eliminating the process of building muscle for the butterfly. Yeah. So the butterfly is not prepared to be in the world. The butterfly then dies. Gotcha. So what she's saying is them as women go through a similar thing where they have to fight, scratch, and claw through their life to get ahead because they have to start behind. And by doing so, it makes them stronger, more capable, and ready to take on the world. 
Okay, that is way more succinct and makes sense to me. Because I'm not Ramona. Because that's you're right. not Ramona, yes. Correct. I paid attention when you talked. Mm-hmm. That's I, that's a big difference for me. <laughs> that's a really big difference. I can't can't stress that enough. But they do start going through their love stories about like their original marriages, pretty much what the marriages that made them housewives, right? And I didn't know about a lot of these. So like the Gilles mm-hmm. one was interesting. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I believe that story where the ring cut her finger because it was laid so low like that just makes it sound like you're trying to brag about the diamond that's exactly what that was dorinda not in a million years that i expect that story i haven't heard that story from dorinda before you did no i didn't oh i, I haven't, haven't either i had no idea I was, that gave me so much more respect I for know, dorinda same. isn't that weird yeah. and then the sonia one i don't know what she said i don't know what happened i don't know where she met the man i don't know how they got married it got so convoluted and then it points to something that we have seen from Sonia many times over the years, and that's embellishing stories and like making it up. But her problem when she starts going down these tirades is she just keeps going. Yeah, and I think that she had told this story on Crappy Lake too. I think so. Like maybe I, at not, some point not they were this story, not the full story, but she had referenced her her husband that got her on the show, essentially, if you want to call it that. And it was a little different than what she talked about in That's this what episode. I mean, so I'm like, this what? Story. This is different. This is not what you said. You've already. changed. So now I don't know what's true. I think the biggest question after you know wrapping this up is: Would you? Do you? Could you see any of these women back on a full time role, whether it's Roni or some other facet of Bravo, where they find a niche for these ladies to continue to be on TV? No one but Sonia and Luann. That's it. That's it. That's like that's all I have. I mean, it's we've seen Dorinda try. She's not moving past the pausing. Okay, and like that's well, a huge thing for her. But she's also she tried way too hard in Bluestone Matter. She's better now, but she didn't find that groove where she's not annoying, but she is entertaining. She's a little more mellow, at least at this point. You know, in the beginning of the season, the first couple episodes of this, she was her same annoying self that she was in Bluestone where she was trying to take command and she was talking about the pausing thing and it's such bullshit. Now she's kind of mellowed out, but she's not that entertaining. So I don't see her anywhere. Um, Kelly. Kelly's too Kelly, erratic. To be she's honest. erratic, but oddly enough, I could see her somewhere doing something because she does deliver. I mean, she's fucking nuts. She's, she's nuts. She's so she out there and she will, she will pick a fight with anyone. Over anything. Like, there's no reason for her to... She was going after Kelly, or she was going after Kristen, because Kristen was talking... Which is... I'm okay with this, and I know a lot of people are going to talk about this. Kristen brought up being a fan of the show. So she remembered which season they went to different places, and even better than the the women who lived it and were on the show, talking about different trips that they were on. She's like, no, you stayed in the house, not in like an Airbnb or not in a hotel. She went deep into it. Kelly's issue with Kristen was, well, you're just a fan of the show. So, and like that's, she is a fan of the show. It's not like a derogatory way to say that. Kelly was making it derogatory. I don't really think that that's a big issue. She's kind of excited to be there. But I don't know. Kelly, I could see in some sort of role somewhere. Some kind of capacity. My thing real quick before I forget about it, with the whole, like, she was a fan of the show, this and that, this and that. I hate that argument. Anytime yeah. anybody brings it up on any show, well, she just did this to get on the show. She just did this because she had a Twitter account, blah, right. blah, blah. So what? If you think that anybody on these shows after the first four years of them airing, and I'm talking about Bravo in general, after the first four seasons of Housewives, period. Mm-hmm. If you think any of these women on the show or any of the dudes that are cast on any of the other shows were not watching... 
we're not following, we're not paying attention to all of this and wanting to be on the show, you're nuts. I think Kelly should be grateful that Kristen watched the show. There's a reason why you had a job in the first place. It's because of people like Kristen. Yeah. Be happy that she liked that. Like, Kristen was excited going into it. She wanted to know about everybody. She was only on the show for one season. Mm. So she wants to know how everybody's doing. She wants to reminisce with the rest of them because she watched it. And that's what Bravo fans do. We watch these shows. We enjoy these shows. And we feel like we're part of it. Mm. So even when you and I talk to somebody and we're talking about a specific moment during a show or whatever trip that they were on, we feel like we were there with them. So we get to ask them questions that are a little more intrusive because we watched it on TV. Don't knock them down a peg just because they enjoyed the fucking show. If there was no Kelly or if there was no Kristen's out there, Kelly wouldn't have a job. Well said. Stupid. And I just think it's dumb that you get mad that people watch this before being on it. Like, what do you expect? This isn't even part. This isn't Roni. This, this is, is legacy. Not, this is legacy. And she was already on the show. A while ago. Yeah. Get and over She's it. referencing seasons that were after she was done. You should be happy because she left the show and she wasn't scorned so she bad. Continued to support. She continued to support and watch. So shut up, Kelly. Yeah, enough. I think I can see a, a world in which Dorinda comes back, honestly. And I think, and here's my question for you. My question for you, having seen Dorinda mellow out a few episodes in, or at least production cut it that way, but regardless... Is she overpressing every time we see her on screen now because she's constantly vying for a spot back? And if she had that spot, could she settle back into the Dorinda? Obviously not the same Dorinda that we fell in love with like years ago when she was in her like peak housewives yeah. mode, like delivering every episode. We know how it got towards the end. It was a little too much. Having been off of the show now, having time to reflect if she was given a full-time position again and not having to worry about defending that she was paused, not having to worry about getting a job again, would we get more out of her in a positive way? Maybe, but you need to tell me what that role is. She can't be on a housewife show. Let's say Roni Legacy comes back as a full-time show. They're not gonna, nobody's going to watch that. You don't think so? No, there's a reason why Roni got canceled in the first place. That's there's my argument all the time. Pumped. I, I know. agree. Like nobody's gonna, they might watch it. They're going to watch this. They're going to look at the, this is what I'm scared of. They'll look at the numbers for Roni Legacy for this trip and say, whoa, look at all these people still watching it. They're not going to factor in that people are watching it because we want to give them a send off. We want to enjoy one last ride down the road or whatever you have and then move on. We don't want them anymore. You can't just look at this and be like, oh, let's do this every single year because that's going to get really tiring. I think, I think Dorinda could find a role in some sort of... I feel like she's a good host, like not, not host at Bluestone Manor for the love of God, a host for like a one-off show. Like maybe you do something that's sort of adjacent to like watch what happens live and you could have, no, or again, have like a Bravo sponsored podcast and put Dorinda on there. No, Cause again, you're like giving that. her too much power. And when you do that, you get mm. Bluestone Manor Dorinda. You need to have her as a complimenting role to a cast of characters. She can't uh, stand alone. Or else no, I don't, I you don't No. Uh, see, I think that this is not the last time that we've heard from Roni Legacy in some capacity. Whether they run this same crew back every year for an Ultimate Girls Trip with just this group, I could see that. Why don't they do, like, Sonia and Luann go to, like we talked about before, go to different places and do what they did in Crappy Lake. And then every year you have a new member of the Roni, the Legacy cast, come with them. Because so I don't throw in Dorinda think... for a couple weeks. I, I agree with you that could work. I don't think that anybody else fits into that mold, whether it be 
as agreeable as Sonia and Luann were during the crappy. Like that, that was the thing I mean, that that's the caveat. Me. They have to be. That like it, I understand it to work, that, they have to be. but I don't see Dorinda bending the knee like that. Okay, Whereas no. Sonia and Luann are they? The fact that they were so go with the flow during crappy lake was yeah. so impressive to me and like that made me fall in love with those two they right. could do no wrong because of how cool they were in the town mm-hmm. i don't see dorinda having that same thing i don't see kelly having that i don't see Kristen having no, that definitely not kelly either. i don't see that crew having that kind of mindset in that situation then no yeah i i don't see dorinda popping back up here's what i posit for you okay and just take it with a grain of salt and don't just knock it down because you don't want to see the Rony legacy crew. Could you see this working if they have a Rony legacy cast and they have an old school Rony cast. And at some point they start to blur the lines where they're two standalone shows, but maybe you get them interact a little bit. You have two shows going on at once in New York city and you get two different generations almost where you get our crew, the younger crew doing their thing and seeing that. And then you also get to check in with the legacy crew, which maybe all their antics won't get old and won't get annoying now because you have a different thing to watch in the same realm. Could that work? I guess is my question. Um, no. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm going to give you a real answer. Um, but the, I mean, my answer is no, because it's unfair to the new, maybe not right now. All right. How about this? Not right now. Okay. How about a Miami pause for five, let's say four years pause. Yeah. So that's come what back I'm talking and, about. So back I, in two. We need the new Rony cast to be solidified. Like get them through the kinks. They have to go through the first two seasons. You have to figure out who is going to stay, who's going to go, because we already have some questions on that. Once they're good and people enjoy them. Then you can start to throw around like Rony Legacy, and then like it might be every other year. So three, we just check in. Oh, I'd, I'd check in. I'd rather that. see them in New York because again, these trips are stupid. These trips are very dumb. I do not care about these. I'd rather see them in their habitat. You know what they should have done for Rony Legacy? What is just done Rony for a month? Yeah, why not with that cast? And then see you don't have to respond. send them on a trip. Like they're so obsessed, and this is a problem. And like I get it. Like every fucking housewife, every season, there's always a big trip, and that's where most of the drama happens because you have them together in a house. The Ultimate Girls trip doesn't work because they, this is all they have. There's nothing for them to carry into. It's a standalone thing. There's no drama that happens in New York that they're bringing from New York down to St. Bart's. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then Everything any drama happens. that happens there is irrelevant because yes. after five days, it doesn't matter. Exactly. They're going home to their loved ones and they don't have to worry about it. Interesting. That's, that's a problem. Okay. So yes, put them in their own place, have them walk around because people do want to check in. Like I, I do understand that people love this cast and they want to see what they're up to. So yeah, maybe every other year or you know, just do like six or seven episodes a year of them just kind of around New York, hanging out, doing their thing. And you'll get the normal drama that usually comes with that. And I think there's going to be a lot less pressure on them. And I, I agree with you. Put them on pause for a couple of years. I don't want to throw the word pause around because Jordan is going to get upset. But <laughs> put them on pause for a couple of years like you did for Miami. Let the new Rony cast kind of thrive and people get to enjoy that. Because if you do it now, 
then it's all those haters are going to say, oh, we've got the Roni legacy back. You know why they brought them back? It's because the new cast sucks. It was one season. Relax. Like, it, that's going to be really annoying. But, yeah, give it a couple years. You're going to want to check in with them. I think, okay, here's my amendment. And I think that this is how it should go. And I think this might actually work. So, bravo, pay attention. After season three of New Roni, like you said, everyone's got their feet wet. We've gotten rid of a couple cast members. We've gotten some new people in. We've kind of hit our stride with New Roni. Yeah. After the third season, announce that the old cast is coming back, and that is called Roni Legacy, and it'll stand alone. And then you give the Roni newbies their thing. And the first season of Roni Legacy is seven episodes with a reunion to make it eight, see how it goes, and go from there. And then you want to see some mixing in of like Bryn or Jessel or whoever. I think it would be an interesting I think that dynamic. I do like that. I just don't like it this soon. And people are already kind of like pining for that. Talking about like bringing back, like have Sonya show them the ropes. It's like, what ropes? I don't want that. That's see, and that I agree works. with you. And I don't want this new crew learning the ropes from the OG crew. If because cool I don't want them, the same. Well, I don't want to see the same shit. No, I don't want to see the same shit. But I also don't know what the dynamic is. Because honestly, if I'm the new Rony cast... I don't really want to associate with the older Rony cast because that's going to muddy the waters and it's going to make people upset. And if I'm the old Rony cast, I definitely don't like the new Rony cast because they, they're, took, our they jabs. took our jabs. So yeah, give it a couple of years. But if you can find some sort of friendships in there, maybe some like mentorships, even if you will, and somebody can like bury their pride, then yeah, I wouldn't mind a little bit of a crossover here and there when they're going out to dinner and you've got like half half of the cast and half of the other cast all kind of together. That could be fun because then you might get the people that love the legacy cast get to see the new cast in a different light instead of just hating on them because they're not the old cast. I really hope Bravo is paying attention to this. This is the plan. This is the way. Sorry, we're going to get a job. We're. <laughs> I hope that this becomes our job. Let's that not add great. jobs to the mix. but uh, More jobs. More jobs. But that takes us to the question portion of the show. So up first from... Oh, this one will hit home for you from, I don't know if it's an I or an L, but Elbini underscore E or Ibini underscore E. I don't know. Thoughts on how thirsty the women are? Shoots. Not as thirsty as I thought, surprisingly. Wow. Yeah. Well, nice Mostly because I expected Dorinda to be just as thirsty as Bluestone. She's not. Kelly's really the only one that's, Kelly and um, Kelly and Ramona are the only two that are like actively annoying me. With what they're doing, the rest of them are fine. Fair enough. From exactly, is Kelly gaslighting Kristen because she's jealous of her? I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea what Kelly's doing. Maybe. From Crystalianne, is Kelly gaslighting everyone, or do we just think she is actual batshit crazy? <laughs> it might be the latter, honestly. From Kay Gratz, is Kelly nuts? <laughs> yes. Yes, she is. Come on, come on. From Dak Attack, yes. Is Kelly insane? Yes. Uh, any more? No, damn. That was a good run. Nice job, everybody. Uh, the last one, and then I'll do uh, an extra one for this idiot. But the last real question is from Lady Katie Hare, and it's power rankings for the Roni Legacy women thus far. Uh, Luann, Sonia... Kristen, Ramona, Kelly. Am I missing someone? Dorinda. Dorinda before Kristen. Or, yeah, Dorinda before Ramona and Kelly. Okay. 
I'm going to go with Sonia and Luann are one. I see them together. together. Yeah, they're number one. Number two, I'm going with Kelly. No, sorry. Uh, Kristen. No, that's too high. Too high. It's too high. Kristen's three. Dorinda's four. Ramona's five. Kelly's six. Who's two? Nobody. But that actually works, the though. drop-off? No, 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 it works, though, because one and one Nine are for one, yeah, so yeah. So okay. you skip the two, yeah. go to the three. Boom. Golf. That's how they that do it. That is golf. Leader. Yeah. yeah, that's a golf leaderboard. Suck it, nerd. But the last thing is from Outdoor Lows, because, of course, he had to chime in. And the first half of the question is, Shooter, are you hating this season more or less than season two? Uh, I, I assume he's talking about Bluestone Manor. I'm hating it less. Number two from Dorlos, Outdoor Lows. Steele, how often would you have thrown your notebook had Bethany been on this? And Los, my notebook would be firmly lodged in my TV screen right now because I wouldn't be able to stand it. Or we wouldn't be talking about this right now. That's actually more... We probably just wouldn't wouldn't have watched the show at all costs. I will not do anything. That's why you haven't seen any posts about Bethany. You haven't heard us talking about Mm -hmm. Bethany. We're not giving it any life. It's fucking... It's exhausting. The fact that I'm talking about it this long now... Is your fault, Los. Yeah, thanks a lot, Los. Thanks a lot, dude. Ending the show with sadness. Thanks, Los. Shocker. You bummed us out. Come to our show. Come to our show one time. We offered you a free fucking ticket. You couldn't even show up. But hey, that's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. Well, uh, we'll see you next week when time matters again. Yeah, when time matters again. But remember to follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore bros. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. And Buy your tickets. Link is in the Instagram bio to purchase Green Room 42, Times Square, New York City, January 25th. It's a Thursday night. Come hang out with the bros. It's going to be a blast. See you there. Rob bros are out of here.